You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show, hour number two. The number is 800-922-6680. If you'd like to chime in, so uh, what do we know so far today? Well, we know that uh, Mitch McConnell and... Chuck Schumer and uh, Mike Johnson got together with the Prezi yesterday. Presumably he had his aviator sunglasses on and somebody was moving his mouth with a string, just kind of ch- you know, dropping the jaw. Hey, welcome to the Oval Office. How are you? My name is Joe. You know, and, and, uh, and they all talked and everything. And we know that Chuck Schumer came away from it without saying a thing about the border. Because Chuck Schumer and the deep state, all they care about is getting that sweet, sweet money to Ukraine. That should be telling you something. Israel has been in a war since October the 7th where a barbaric horde uh, charged in and killed 265 kids at a concert. Imagine your kid went to, I don't know, remember my, my generation was Lollapalooza. You boomers, it was, uh, it was Woodstock. You know, you, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, bisexual women, it was Lilith Fair. <laughs> it's a little joke there about Lilith Fair. You know, a lot of Birkenstock sandals and patchouli in the air. You know what I'm saying, but imagine they just parachuted in and ultralights and gunned down everybody. And that's why Israel is saying, you know, um, I think we're done. I think we're pretty much done. We're going we're gonna to destroy Hamas altogether. And uh, then, the, you know, the left tried to start a new, a new uh, you know, summer of 2020, like they did with the death of uh, George Floyd by drug overdose. But it isn't catching fire. They're trying to make it catch fire. Rashida Tlaib thinks she has some sort of sway, I guess, in the country. And even though that movement isn't catching fire, she thinks Dearborn, Michigan, is going to send a powerful message to Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden isn't getting any messages, and the Democrat Party's already made up their mind. Joe Biden is their candidate. That's it. No one else will be allowed in the room. It's not going to happen. It's not going to take away enough from Joe Biden. Sorry, it's just not. I still don't think Joe Biden is going to make it through the race. And if you don't believe me, listen to him talk. So we had that happen today. We know that Mitch McConnell is no longer going to be the minority leader. He's going to be stepping down after November. He wants to get as much damage done as possible, I guess, before November. And he sees the writing in the wall that his goose is cooked, is done. But on Capitol Hill, uh, uh, you know, Schumer still only made everything about Ukraine. Even though Israel needed $16 billion 100 days ago, and they need, it's existential for them for real, and, and that conflict is spreading across the Middle East, all right? And, and then Mike Johnson, he said, uh, no, we ain't going to do anything about the border. And you're saying, do something about the damn border. And Joe Biden is going down to the border tomorrow because Donald Trump said he's going last week, all right? Last week, I'm going down. So Joe's going down. Now, let me ask you a question. I hear Joe Biden is going to Brownsville, Texas. Why is Joe Biden going to Brownsville, Texas? Because nobody's coming across the border in Brownsville, Texas. And Joe Biden wants to go down there, and he wants a photo op with nobody coming across the border. Why doesn't he go to Arizona? Why doesn't he go to California? Why doesn't he go to California where the stream of military-aged Chinese are coming across the border? Everything he does is a lie. Everything that his handlers make him do is a lie. Except for I think he likes ice cream. Other than that, he's a, uh, 
He's a liar, and he's a puppet, and that's about it. So we got the meeting on Capitol Hill. Uh, oh, oh, and the government shutdown looming. And guess what? Nobody cares. The weight of a government shutdown doesn't matter because most people would rather have the government be shut down because the government has caused so much hell in their lives. Honestly, really. Okay, the same government that didn't give a crap about the people in East Palestine. The president goes back there a year later just to rub their nose in it. The reason why he did that and why he's doing this visit to the border is because he wants to rub our noses into the mess they made. He went to East Palestine to show the people of America, see what happens if you don't read my sheet music. It wasn't about, oh, I've got to to go to East Palestine so we can get the... Those votes are gone. It's about showing the American people who is in charge and the, the uh, uh, if you don't do what they say, you get nothing just like these people. That was what it was about. Same way with Lahaina High, uh, uh, on Maui. Um, have you heard anything about Lahaina? Do you know who died? Do you know that no construction is being done on that land? You don't know anything about that, do you? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about, guys. That's what it's all about. So you got some positives. You got some negatives. Positive is that uh, uh, Mitch McConnell is stepping down. Uh, Positive is Donald Trump won by 42 points last night in Michigan. That's, you know, obviously gigantic. We know that most of Nikki Haley's voters are either Democrats or, you know, people who voted for Biden in 2020 in Michigan. All right. So we know that. Uh, here's another positive. We, we found out this earlier this week that, uh, you know, Ronna McDaniel is going to be leaving the GOP. So at least Mitch McConnell and Ronna McDaniel are admitting that the future of the party is uh, is Donald Trump. So there you go. That's what we have so far today. And there's much more to do. But first, I want to play this by Jim Gossett. Ronna McDaniel was bad for the GOP. Wilson on the vocals, by the way. This is tight. You were that Trump said you had to go. This is political satire. Yeah. All the reasons that Rana lost. Rana Okay, so at least one party is kind of heading in the right direction, right? You've got Mitch McConnell stepping down as the uh, Senate Minority Leader. We've got Mike Johnson in uh, for uh, Kevin McCarthy. That's kind of positive. We're still kind of waiting on how well he's going to do and if he's going to listen to the American people thus far. It appears he is. 
We know that he uh, shot down the second funding bill for Ukraine, which had nothing in it about the border. They haven't come anything, uh, come up with anything since. They did a meeting on Capitol Hill yesterday. You know, uh, Chuck Schumer still saying, we only care about money for Ukraine, even though you don't. And Mike Johnson said nothing's going to happen until we close the border. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what, but something had better happen. And the number one thing is that border being closed. You know it. I knew it. We're all sick and damn tired of it. We want the border closed. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Hunter Biden is going to be on uh, Capitol Hill today behind closed doors. He's going to come face-to-face this week with the Republican lawmakers he's once accused of trying to kill him to harm his father's political career in a highly anticipated face-off that could be a pivotal moment for the sputtering GOP-led impeachment inquiry. We'll see. I don't know. This is a piece by Lucien Brueggemann. I don't know who Lucien Brueggemann is, but anyway, that's happening on Capitol Hill. Here is a, a congressional uh, member, Byron Donalds, who is in the running for VP. We'll see what happens. I actually really like him. I like him and Vivek. And I like uh, and I like Christine Ohm and Carrie Lake. But here is Byron Donalds. Everybody does not do this. No. And if these deals were on the up and up, then why would you need 20 shell companies? If they were on the up and up, then why was Hunter Biden evading taxes? And if they were on the up and up, then why does every bank that did business with Hunter Biden and Jim Biden say that the movements of cash from account to account is reminiscent of a money laundering or a tax evasion scheme. They were trying to hide these these funds from the American people. They did not want anybody to know what was going on. Not everybody operates like that in Washington, D.C. This family is corrupt and they need to be held accountable. Yeah, and everybody gets it. And uh, the uh, the Democrat Party, you know, I, I've, I've used the analogy of uh, uh, they die like movie vampires cra- clawing and scratching and attempting to take everyone into hell with them. And, you know, there was the arrest of an FBI informant who was a completely reliable source of the federal government spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and then all of a sudden you know when when his uh, his testimony actually really really hurts joe biden then suddenly he's under you know police investigation he's arrested and all that stuff but they're they're doing their level best to cover it up but the cat's out of the bag everybody knows joe biden is corrupt and his brain doesn't work and his family is corrupt too and joe biden is not going to be the president again he's not going to be the president again they will try to steal the election to put somebody else in there, or Donald Trump is going to completely stomp everybody. And I believe the second is true, by the way. I do. Chairman Comer and uh, Jordan subpoena the DOJ for Robert Hur's Biden interview video and audio files. You remember the Robert Hur investigation where uh, somehow Joe Biden, who shouldn't have classified documents, was given a pass by Jack Smith. Okay. Uh, given a complete pass, but but Donald Trump, who could have classified documents in a secure location, Mar-a-Lago, by the way, I've been to Mar-a-Lago, it's a fortress, all right? It's a fortress. Joe Biden's garage in Delaware, not so much. No. But Comer and Jordan are seeking the Biden transcripts because Robert Hur said, yeah, in the uh, testimony, Joe Biden, um, well, his brain was terrible, and uh, we're not going to bring any charges because the jury would feel so sorry for him because he could barely talk doesn't remember anything, and I would never considering letting him drive that Corvette alone again because he's a danger to everybody. 
Biden stolen classified documents scattered all over the place in damaged cardboard boxes, unlocked drawers at the Penn Biden Center. The documents were also easily accessible in Biden's Delaware garage and basement den. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, who had the right to have the documents, the FBI came to Mar-a-Lago in, uh, in February, said, hey, it's no big deal. Keep him locked up. We'll talk. He goes back to D.C. Joe Biden says, raid Mar-a-Lago. Make it as big and ugly as possible. We don't know what we're looking for, but we're going to find something, and we're going to create charges. And that's what they did. And that's what they did. Robert Hur found that Joe Biden willfully retained classified information. However, he decided not to charge him. Hur said there is evidence Biden retained classified notebooks, knowing he was not allowed to do so. The Justice Department defended not bringing charges against him because he's a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory. It's just, you know, honestly, wow. This is, and then the media is still saying, oh, no, no, there's nothing to see here. Move on. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's just, just, just ridiculous. Here's, here's Joe Biden. Did you hear this soundbite? Joe Biden, this is uh, classic Joe Biden. He was uh, relaying the other night at this black tie dinner where he couldn't uh, quote, I guess it was Abraham Lincoln. And, and he talked about, and this is really funny because you know this is, he's, somebody wrote this for him. He's making this up because, because uh, nobody talks like this and Joe Biden would never say anything like this. This is an old man relaying to a story that he, is, uh, he has uh, uh, embellished quite a bit. Uh, talking about uh, being in China with Xi Jinping and, uh, and his, his, uh, his talking to uh, Xi Jinping and defending the country that he loves. I travel 17,000 miles with him throughout the country, our country, and, and in, uh, in China as well. We're on the Tibetan Plateau, yeah, and he turned to me, and he said... There was a yak, and then the, the wind was blowing, and we were sitting in, a, in an igloo made of, of yak skin. Can you define America for me? And I give, this has been documented. It's, it's re- been documented, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why he says that is because uh, bullcrap. It's bullcrap. I looked at him, I said, yes, I can, yeah. in one word. What is it? He looked at me and he said, what's that? And I said, possibilities. Yeah, that's what Xi Jinping says. What's that, dear leader? And he said, possibilities. Yeah. Who believes that? Anybody? I don't see any hands. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. The Rob Carson Show podcast is everywhere. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen for details. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him throughout the country, our country, and, and in, uh, in China as well. We're on the Tibetan Plateau, and he turned to me, and he said, can you define America for me? And I give, this has been documented, it's real. I looked at him, I said, yes, I can, in one word. He looked at me, and he said, what's that? And I said, possibilities. Yeah, sure, possibilities. that's what you told him. Yeah, that's what you told him, sure. Yeah, what, uh, really? What movie did that come out of? You dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> sure, he's on the Tibetan plateau, and Xi Jinping looks over and says, "Well, you, you know, he, and he's a commie. Yeah, he's a commie, and and uh, you know, he looks at, uh, at Joe Biden. He's probably got a gun, you know, and he says, well, what word would you use to describe America?' And Joe said, "Bought and paid for.' No, I mean." Uh, Possibilities. Sure that happened, Uncle Joe. You also said you were a truck driver. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton said she did a corkscrew landing into a 
a war zone. It said she was named after the guy who climbed Mount Everest, Sir Edmund Hillary, even though he didn't climb Mount Everest till she was in elementary school, and he was a beekeeper at the time. But you keep telling yourself that because, you know, I don't know what it is about Democrats feel like they need to make stuff up with their otherwise uh, worthless lives because Joe Biden really hasn't done anything. He's been a government employee living in government housing most of his life. <laughs> And then and my friend Chris Blant, he, he said this the other day. Uh, yesterday I was listening to his show because, you know, he's, he's somebody I enjoy listening to because he uses humor too. And I've known him for a long time. And Seth Meyers, you know, brought up this thing the other night. He said, oh, yeah, Donald Trump uh, didn't know his wife's name. Well, it's bullcrap. Donald Trump did a speak at CPAC and Mercedes Schlapp was sitting in the front row and he referred to Mercedes Schlapp. And everybody knows he referred to Mercedes Schlapp. But the, uh, the mainstream media, they just want to repeat the lie enough to make it the truth. But here is the uh, here is the quote, uh, Donald Trump at CPAC saying uh, Mercedes Schlapp's uh, name. And by the way, nobody's buying this. Uh, Donald Trump's brain is addled. They're trying it with the age. That's why they're saying, oh, yeah, they're the same age. They're, yeah, Joe, Joe Biden's 81 and, and Donald Trump's 77. Yeah, but that means they have the same mental acuity. Not the case. Nice try. Former President Trump told supporters last week that former First Lady Melania Trump will soon be making more regular appearances on the campaign trail. Um... Not if she heard what you called her last week. I call up my wife, our great first lady. She was a great friend. People loved her. Yeah, yeah, there he is. He's talking about his wife. And he sees Mercedes Schlepp sitting in the front row. Yeah, people love her. Oh, look at that. Wow. Mercedes, that's pretty good. Mercedes, that's pretty good. He was looking up. He saw a picture of his wife on the screen. And, and since Mercedes and Matt Schlapp put together a CPAC, he said, Mercedes, that's pretty good. That's what he did. It's very obvious. Watch the video. But don't tell that to Seth Meyers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mercedes? You had a nuclear meltdown when Biden messed up the president of Egypt and you can't remember your wife? See, this is why um, Seth Meyers is failing as a, as a late night host. And I, I didn't even know what his show's called. It's called like the late evening show or whatever the hell with Seth Meyers. And the reason being is he lies to you. You know, when you when you do political satire, and I speak this, even though I wrote for Limbaugh for the longest time, my comedy had truth, and that's when it works, because particularly what involves political satire, if you're just making fun of someone because they're a political target of yours, and you're using an untruth to do it, it doesn't work, and that's why he failed. And that's why that appearance the other night with Joe Biden on his show, I don't know who's I, I don't know who's booking his show. Uh, obviously, they're sycophantically left of center. They have no idea what is going on, and they have no idea the mood of the country, and they certainly don't care about truth at all, and they think that the audience for that is growing when it's shrinking dramatically. But it was a face plant. The entire thing was a face plant. Everybody saw it. We haven't seen the ratings yet, but I'm sure they'll be terrible. That's just the way it works. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Gutfeld keel-hauling them. Meanwhile, my show on Newsmax is kicking butt. And I don't lie during my show. I tell the truth during my show. Yeah. Because, you know, in, uh, in, uh, you know, in truth, I, I don't even know what the expression is. I know in vino veritas, I don't drink anymore. Uh, but... <laughs> Coming up, we've got some uh, uh, Nathan Wade's uh, partner in law took the stand yesterday. It got all sorts of goofy. And then uh, uh, Eric Adams says, no more sanctuary city. I know. Crazy, right? This is The Rob Carson Show. 
Hey guys, it's Carson. I have been eager to tell you about Factor Meals. Remember this. There are a ton of meal services that require you to assemble the ingredients, and that's all fine. But time is such a valuable commodity. Why not have excellent chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered to your door? Factor has 35 different options a week to choose from. My wife and I love them. My son has a new place. He loves them. Options include calorie smart, vegan, veggie. How about turkey chili with zucchini, sun-dried tomato chicken, tomato goat cheese cavatappi pasta. Most microwave meals are frozen and they look like crappy airline food, not Factor meals. Factor has two-minute meals that are ready to eat whenever you are. I love their smoothies and their shots, especially their ginger cayenne shot. Gets me going every day. It's a rush. No prep, no mess. Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. Head to factormeals.com slash Newsmax50. Use promo code Newsmax50. Get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash Newsmax50 and get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash Newsmax50. Coming up, some emotional comments from Mitch McConnell about stepping down Usually when people are cheering, uh, it involves, you know, like a Super Bowl victory, you know, like we had here in Kansas City or something like that. Uh, because I'm cheering, and I think most people are cheering that Mitch McConnell uh, is stepping down, and I think he saw the writing on the wall. And if he didn't, honestly, he's in worse shape than I thought. Uh, real quick, threat of a strike looms over the east Gulf Coast ports. I told you. It wouldn't surprise me if there were going to be supply chain disruptions this year like they were in the last election year. And what did we miss the last time? Oh, oh no, paper products and meat and other things. Do you remember the, the shelves being bare? Do you remember panicking a little bit? Do you think it's going to be better this year? No, no. Even the threat of a disruption could have a negative economic impact on the covered ports, especially if cargo owners and other supply chain stakeholders believe that operations will be slowed or shut down during that all-important peak shipping season this fall. What's the most important thing you need? Your meds. Your meds. Yes, you do need food. You do need water. Maybe you've got some, you know, backed up in case there is an emergency. Do you have your meds that you need? Do you have something if you get an upper respiratory infection? Do you have amoxicillin that always runs short when there's a supply chain shortage? Or even when there's a pandemic or not even a pandemic, just a a flu or ZPAC or ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine in case, case another strain of COVID happens? Yeah, I've noticed a lot of these uh, these emergency medical kit companies showing up, but only one of them was headed up by Peter McAuliffe, who was one of the most censored doctors in American history for telling the truth about COVID. And that's why you should call the wellness company. You should get on their website today and get this done. Get your emergency medical kit done today. Now, here's the website. So there's no confusion at all. Grab a pen real quick. I'll, I'll uh, you know, filibuster for a second. Well, what a lovely day it is. Do, 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 do. You know, whatever. Mitch McConnell resigned. Yay. Okay, here we go. TWC.health slash Carson. TWC.health slash Carson. Get that medical kit. You need it for you. You need it for your family. They got one for your home. They got one for your travel. They've even got a first aid kit that's bigger and better than the one you got. TWC.health slash Carson for the wellness company. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Oh, sorry. I'm not 
going anywhere oh, anytime crap. soon. Ugh, crap. However, I'll complete my job. Oh, you're going to complete, completely screw up the country some more. Colleagues have given me until... Drive us further into debt. That's fantastic. Rubber stamp everything the Democrats want. Awesome. We select a new leader in November. And it's going to be the opposite of you. And they take the helm next January. I'll finish the job the people of Kentucky hired me to do as well. Oh, no, you haven't been doing what they wanted. Albeit from a different seat. Yeah, good, good. Hopefully way in the back. And I'm actually looking forward to that. Yes, so are we. We are absolutely looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bitch. Yeah, yeah, enough, enough. Goodbye. Nothing's happening here. The debt ceiling deadline is getting near. Kevin won't give an inch. Talking about a shutdown again. But Joe knows it, Mitch. Would you? It's a cinch. <laughs> Joe has a feeling that I'd cave on the debt ceiling. Jim Gossett. Legalized stealing. Bye-bye. To lift the debt ceiling. Joe wants to talk. <laughs> I want Mitch at the table. Because I know that he'll walk. Like on the Build Back Broker plan, Joe knows McConnell is his man. He's got a feeling. Come on, Mitch. That I'll cave on the debt ceiling. Woo-hoo! I'm known for dirty dealing. Oh, big time. Like caving on the ceiling. That's the most life. Joe's got a feeling I've heard from Mitch in a long time. that I cave on the dead yeah, yeah, he's gone. He's gone in uh, November. They're going to replace him before uh, before the erection, and uh, they'll uh, yeah, presumably they're going to try uh, Thune in South Dakota. And uh, no, Mm-mm. because uh, Thune is just basically uh, Mitch McConnell uh, repeat retread a little bit younger, uh, and uh, no, I ain't going to fly. That is not going to fly. Uh, but uh, but Thune already announced earlier this week, did you hear? Uh, he's endorsing Donald Trump. Do you, you understand now? You're getting on the right side of history here. And then they're talking about McConnell. You know, yesterday they were debating McConnell. Uh, is, he gonna, is he going to uh, endorse Trump? Nobody cares. Nobody cares who Mitch McConnell endorses. If he says Nikki Haley, it won't make a difference at all. In fact, if anything, it would be negative. But nobody really cares. So there you go. There you go. Good news. So, uh, Ronna McDaniel, bye-bye. Nikki Haley beaten by 42 points in Michigan yesterday. And now Mitch McConnell stepping down. Okay. All right. All right. So, then, you know, that's, that's a positive. Doesn't mean the Democrats are going to try uh, even more crap, because that's what they do. Nathan Wade's divorce lawyer, Terrence Bradley. This is pretty good yesterday. I had a lot of audio yesterday, because all he says, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh. He, didn't, he just denied everything. He says, I do not recall multiple times as he's grilled off the, on if the prosecutor client started uh, the relationship before Fawny hired him. Well, you know, it's fairly obvious at this point that uh, they were doing the bow chicka bow before uh, she hired him. This is kind of, I guess, a commonplace for Soros-funded uh, uh, investigators. You had your, uh, you had, uh, uh, what's-her-face in St. Louis who... Uh, who uh, hired her own boyfriend to be security and and all of that? So it's gonna look kind of a it's kind of a uh, common thing. You get a bunch of money and you you hire your boyfriend and you pay him a lot of money. <laughs> but uh, yesterday on Newsmax, Joe DeGeneva, who I just think is spectacular, had some comments about uh, Fawny Willis and, and Nathan Wade. They're in a heap of trouble. And she should have known. What's fascinating to me 
is that neither she nor Mr. Wade appears to have been aware that this could happen to them as private citizens. Because they're stupid. And I do mean that. Uh, I asked yesterday, uh, who was the guest yesterday? I asked uh, Mike, Mike Davis yesterday. I said, I said, which came first, the stupid or the corrupt? With uh, Fawny Willis, it's like there. Do you go for the stupid first or do you go to the corrupt? And what I think is they went for the corrupt first. They found somebody who'd take this case. And it just so happens that people that are that corrupt are really, really stupid. Like uh, Marilyn Mosby and Kim Fox and Letitia James, yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they're they're stupid. They're 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 corrupt first, and fortunately for us, they're also stupid. In other words, I'm sure they're both aware that the government can get these records, but I don't think they were aware that private citizens in litigation can get these records with the assistance of a subpoena from a from a court. And that's exactly what happened. And they clearly had these these records in their possession when they were examining and cross-examining both uh, Fannie Willis and, and Nathaniel Wade. I think this has done put the judge in the case, Judge McAfee, in a very, very difficult position. He's bent over backwards to be quiet, fair. And Fannie was bent over the other way. Unassuming and almost what? uninvolved in his own judicial proceeding. I think those days are over, and I think... Where Fannie and uh, Nate are in very, very deep trouble, <laughs> certainly with regard to their qualifications and being able to stay in the case, yeah. if not perjury. Yeah, he went over to her neighborhood to her uh, to her place thirty five times, and they exchanged twelve thousand text messages. You know the uh, the uh, the blue dress with uh, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. All they'd have to do is take a black light over to her place, one of those ultraviolet lights, and it would look like a murder scene. I'm sure they could be at all sorts of evidence over here. Here's Victoria Newland on Newsmax. But um, I mean, she's already violated county law that says that you can't supervise a. An, an, what is that on the ceiling? My God! It just gives a list, and a lover is one of them. And also, I am not sitting on that couch again. You have to get written permission before even hiring somebody who is a lover. Oh. On the kitchen counter, my God. So she's got some real real problems. But let's not forget, I like to talk about sex as much as the next person, but let's not forget <laughs> that there were White House meetings, and it's oh, very yeah. important right. to know what happened at those White House meetings. Yeah, that's and true. just the news yeah. just sued, just brought a lawsuit in Fulton County Court to get those documents because when they did a FOIA to Fanny's office, the office denied having any documents, and yet there's been evidence that there are at least two letters between the Georgia prosecutor's office and the White House. So yeah, yeah. this is a really important issue. Yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, this case isn't going anywhere. This case ain't going anywhere before the uh, erection. Oh, crud. I was just thinking about uh, Nathan and Funny. Uh, it ain't going anywhere. This is uh, a reporter from Scripps yesterday talking about what's going to happen. This is damning. At the very best, it's troubling. Uh, the person you're listening to is Daryl Cohen, former assistant DA in Fulton County. It seems to completely contradict the testimony of both Fonnie Willis and of Nathan Wade. And because of that, this could be a complete game changer in terms of how Judge McAfee decides to rule. Um, the timeline here, the timeline is extremely important. Um, get viewers up to speed about why this timeline matters. Well, it matters because the testimony has been that Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade became friends. They met at a conference and he was hired before any of this took place and that they did not have any type of relationship other than completely a business relationship. Sure. Now, if these 
text, and if these pings on the telephone Ping. are accurate, Ping. that changes the entire ball game and means that there could be some untruth that's been told under oath. Wouldn't it be weird? In other words, it could be perjury, and I hope it isn't. Ooh, I hope it is, because I would love to see her mugshot at Fulton County Jail, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, my God, it would be so cool. I'd buy that T-shirt. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what else we got here? Oh, Eric Adams has uh, called for an end to the sanctuary city as New York City struggles to care for uh, close to 200,000 migrants who arrived in the last 18 months. See, this is uh, typical let-them-eat-cake liberalism. I always say let-them-eat-cake liberals. I came up with this expression when Obama was the president. Because uh, the uh, let-them-eat-cake liberals, they live by a different standard than you and I. You know, and I've talked about the, uh, the uh, Tale of Two Cities analogy. The, you've got the bourgeois and the proletariat. The bourgeois lives in Washington, D.C. They spend their entire lives in Washington, D.C., telling us how to live ours. They feast on foie gras, which is goose liver. And it's one of the best things you've ever had. And we feast on the crumbs. The CEO of Kellogg says, you know what? For a dollar a night, you can eat cereal for dinner. <laughs> That's the country. That's the country we live in. And now we have a Bastille. We have a Bastille in Washington, D.C. That's just the way it is. And, and uh, Eric Adams was perfectly fine with those little border towns. We're taking all those illegals in and having their lives destroyed and people raped and murdered and all that. As long as it doesn't come to my sanctuary city, because it's, it's not a sanctuary city. It's a sanctimony city. It's a sanctimony city. That's what Democrats do. That's Martha's Vineyard, richest place in America. They had one plane load of illegals come to Martha's Vineyard. They shoveled them out after a pizza party. The next day, gone. <laughs> you know, they want you to live in a tiny house while they live in mansions. They want you to have poison light bulbs in your house while they, while they have a carbon footprint uh, of the size of 50 houses like uh, Al Gore. They want you to drive in crappy electric cars while they drive in motorcades. That's let them eat cake liberalism. This is Eric Adams talking about, uh, you know, what's happening to the city and 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 I'm glad that uh, people like uh, uh, the governor of Texas, uh, Greg Abbott, did this. It was a brilliant move because he made it real to uh, to liberals in sanctuary cities what the rest of us are experiencing. And ten thousand migrants we have to feed, clothe, house, educate the t- children. Wash their laundry sheets. Give them everything they need. Health care. And this team... You'd get the same thing if you went to Mexico illegally, right? No, you wouldn't. Here, we stated, let's do everything possible before we have to push it out. Even if we have to step over the bodies of New Yorkers who are poor, we're going to take care of these people who sneaked in the country illegally. Into neighborhoods and communities. Month after month, I stood Hmm. up and I said, this is going to come to a neighborhood near you. Well, we're here. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're getting no support on this national crisis, and we're receiving no support. And let me tell you something. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Boo frickity who? The New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, why don't you talk to your president about sealing the damn border instead of just saying, send us more money so we can further inconvenience and destroy the lives of our residents and our police officers? How about that, Eric Adams? 
I've got some news about uh, all of the money that Eric Adams is uh, giving to people, no-bid contracts, and how much they're getting paid, while 25% of children in New York City are living in abject poverty. That's on the other side of this break, and this is The Rob Carson Show. We believe in order to deal with what's happening at the border, you need a legislative solution. You do. It doesn't matter. We don't think, we don't believe, the bottom line is we don't believe uh, that an executive action would would amount to what this legislation, this bipartisan legislation would have uh, would have been able to do if it was enacted into law. Well, you haven't offered anything yet. Uh, the uh, the uh, Senate offered a bill with $20 billion to make the crisis at the border permanent, and then they just took it off the table and made it just about a slush fund for Ukraine and, and other foreign aid without even considering you and me you know it's really pretty disgusting lake and riley her funeral is probably going to be this week and she was 22 years old she was a student in georgia and her life is over because an illegal came across the southern border because of joe biden was released numerous times after being arrested because of joe biden and uh, sanctuary city policies last night megan kelly was on with eric bowling on newsmax and here's what she said. They haven't had a murder on this campus in 30 years. What changed? You know what changed? The president Joe Biden. and the border policies. Yep. This guy came in under Biden. He committed this murder under Biden because we have an open border and nobody's enforcing the laws against people like this. And now what do you get from this White House in response? I'll read you. I pulled the statement because you have to yeah, hear the to actual this. words. Yeah, listen, I said White House yes. spokesperson. Here we go. We would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lake and Hope Riley. People should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they are convicted. The generic people, people should be held accountable. And then they say, well, it's a state prosecution, so we shouldn't say more. Really? On this case, you decide to hold your tongue? Yeah. Tell it to Kyle mm -hmm. Rittenhouse and all the others who you've prematurely condemned before the evidence was in now we're all living this nightmare this is why mayor adams of new york city went from saying not long ago we're a sanctuary city it'll never change period to we have to stop the sanctuary city policies people are getting hurt yeah, yeah. they're starting to feel it firsthand yeah and mitch mcconnell is stepping down in november among other things and mitch mcconnell says they're going to go ahead with an impeachment trial of alejandro mayorkas Maybe they realize we're so pissed off, they're a little bit scared. Here's Harriet Hegman, who, by the way, beat Liz Cheney by 40 points to become a senator. I think most people recognize that Joe Biden is not in control, mm -hmm. that Joe Biden is suffering from pretty severe dementia. So I would argue that Mayorkas is absolutely carrying out his own agenda and the agenda of the open borders crowd. This is not something that is happening. I said, Senator, she's a House of Representatives member. By accident, that it's just a byproduct and that this is unintentional. I will say it again. This is intentional, willful violation of the law of the United States of America. He has also committed perjury. Just look at what he accused the, the, the Border Patrol of doing with relation to the, oh, yeah. to the Haitian illegal immigrants a couple of years ago. Again, this man has lied repeatedly, and I would say that the American people are demanding that he be held accountable. I hope so, because um, it's going to come raining down on their heads in Washington, D.C. The, the American people are outraged. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy said, we're in a 1776 moment. We're in a war. Yeah, maybe they're starting to get it. I don't know. We'll see. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show.
This is the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. At the bottom of the hour, Peter Schweitzer. Uh, he's got a, a new book. It's called Blood Money, While the Powerful Turn a Blind Eye While China Kills Americans. This is blockbuster stuff. And it's really blockbuster when you consider that Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo for communist China. So we're going to talk to him at the uh, bottom of the hour. You don't want to miss it because I will ask him questions that no one else has. Trust me on this. This is a big deal. I'm the only person who's saying, duh, Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. Uh, uh, Keystone XL pipeline shut down. Uh, pay, free pass on COVID. Uh, spy balloon. Uh, military age males coming across the border by the tens of thousands from China. Yeah. I'm the guy who put that together first. Thought you should know. <clears throat> Not meaning to brag. It's just, you know, we got some common sense on this show. It kind of happens that way. Oh, also, wait till you hear what a, uh, a federal, a former immigration judge says about the number of people that the Biden administration actually deports after he gives a deportation order. Oh, you're going to go, oh, yeah, you are. Oh, I found out a, this is a steak topper that I've been doing for a while. Uh, pay attention here. If you want to try something a little bit cool when you finish your steak on the grill, take some butter. Take some gorgonzola or blue cheese, a little bit of garlic, salt and pepper. When the steak's about ready to be taken off, put it on top, shut the grill, let it melt, take it off. A kaboom. So uh, it, not exactly heart healthy. Actually, it isn't bad for you because butter doesn't cause heart disease. Uh, fake fat does. So again, butter, gorgonzola or blue, salt, pepper, a little garlic, eek, and the steak. And when you get that Omaha steak... You want to put it on the grill. You want to, I like mine medium rare. You can do it however you want, but whatever. And right now they've got their, uh, their semi-annual sale. 50% off everything on the side on Omaha Steaks. Now, I know Omaha Steaks. I'm from Omaha. I'm familiar with the stockyards where the entire upper Midwest would bring their bounty, you know, to the stockyards. You know, it's amazing. And right now, again, semi-annual sale, 50% off everything and a bonus for my listeners. Are you ready? With a qualifying order, eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. These are burgers you can actually taste the beef. Normally, you get a hockey puck from the store. Eh, you, you don't taste the beef. You smother with cheese. You, you smother with everything. And again, no. These are brilliant, brilliant burgers. So again, Omaha Steaks, 50% off right now. They're similar annual sale with a qualifying order. Eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. But you got to go to this website. You ready? OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. I don't know. Father's Day's coming up. A Mother's Day's coming up. I don't know. Maybe your birth. It's a leap year. Woo! Yay! Okay. Leap year day. Order. Okay. But there you go. A 50% off semi-annual sale and eight free Omaha Steaks burgers. But you got to go to OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. OmahaSteaks.com slash Carson. All right. So, um... <clears throat> And mentioned the border uh, last hour. I didn't didn't mention this. Big Axel, big big. That's how I was close. Big Apple, Apple, not ah. Uh, mm. Taxpayers are being fleeced out of millions of dollars thanks to rushed no bid contracts doled out by Mayor Eric Adams' administration to deal with the migrant crisis. Do you have any billions of dollars have been given to NGOs, whether it be uh, with COVID nonsense and now uh, making uh, otherwise fine hotels into flop houses for illegals while you suffer and eat cereal for dinner? 
Yeah, the deals inked under the city's emergency contracting system. Huh, they did the same thing with COVID. It's an emergency. Have allowed various for-profit companies to charge exorbitant rates for staffing at some migrant shelters with very little oversight. Listen to this. The Comptroller review of four such deals found that supervisors and security staff at various asylum-seeking shelters were being paid wildly different rates despite delivering the same services. SLSCO was charging hourly rates that were more than 237% more than SE for a similar contract role, while DocCo charged 146% more than SE. Security guards being paid roughly $90 and $50 respectively. The no-bid deals pushed through by the Adams administration were also radically more expensive than just hiring new city employees to provide staffing at the shelters, according to the report. Wow. Wow. Your glorious mayor, Eric Adams, is just as corrupt as everybody else. (laughs) Man. And then this. uh, Yeah, one in four New York City children live in poverty. Live in poverty while Eric Adams, he, he contracts out uh, these uh, cash cards for illegals, 1000 bucks a month, eating better than you ever even imagined. Wow. <laughs> and now Eric Adams, oh, we, you know, we've got we, you know, we, we to shut down being a sanctuary city. Oh, people are so mad about this, I'm going to tell you. People are so bloody mad about this, and they should. I swear. This is the, this is the sort of stuff that has, uh, you know, caused regime change in the past. Because of all of the nonsense, it's ridiculous, and then and then where? Oh my God, I got I got some sound here from uh, the city of Denver. Let me find uh, Denver here. Hold on, I got it somewhere. I'll I'll come back to the Denver. Den- oh yeah, here it is. Denver. Listen to Denver. Now the mayor of Denver is a is a commie lib and a and a loser, and uh, and they he's caused such a problem with Denver that now Denver is having to cut uh, city employees. But what they're doing is they're they're not, we're not cutting employees. We're just cutting their hours down to nothing but the city is telling hourly employees that they may have their hours reduced to zero oh yeah it's a just layoff. don't call them layoffs no 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 here's mark salinger when we got a tip that employees at this rec center were being told they no longer had jobs we asked the city if there were new layoffs that hadn't been announced yet can you confirm if this is accurate i asked the mayor's office and parks and rec department their answer was meant to assure us that we were wrong no layoffs, they said. No. However, no, no, no some employees may have their hours reduced to the point where they may not receive any hours. Well, is uh, not being paid kind of like being laid off? They're not calling it layoffs, <laughs> but it definitely sounds like some people may not have jobs anymore. These direct wow. impacts today on DMV do not involve layoffs. No. no parks and rec revolve layoffs of our current employees. No. No. We will have folks that are hourly workers that will have fewer hours. Yeah. When Mayor Mike Johnson announced earlier this month that the city would cut budgets, he warned hourly employees would lose some work. Now we know they could lose all their work. Oh. I don't want to hide the fact that this matters a lot to those people that are on the front lines. The Parks and Rec Department tells us everyone from front desk workers to coaches to lifeguards are considered on-call employees yeah. that could be impacted by these cuts. Sure. The department has been told to cut $4.3 million to help the city pay for the migrant crisis. Yes, but don't worry. None of the illegals in the country who have not been vetted for disease or criminal record are still going to get their hotel stay and their gift cards. Oh, my God, they have no idea the bleep storm they're in for right now, I'll tell you what.
So on February 15th, in the context of the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, the U.S. House of Representatives Subcommittee on National Security, the Border and Foreign Affairs held a hearing on the consequences of catch and release at the border. And they had a judge up there. Uh, uh, the uh, lawmakers had the opportunity to ask questions of Matt O'Brien, director of the investigations at FAIR's legal arm, the Immigration Reform Law Institute. I know FAIR. They're pretty awesome, actually. And uh, Mr. O'Brien was a, a former um, a judge dealing with uh, deportations. And, uh, and he, uh, he worked under the Trump administration and the Biden administration, and, and he found that somebody was criminally not allowed to be in the country. Maybe they murdered somebody or something. He would offer a deportation order. And then he would give it to the federal government, Alejandro Mayorkas, to carry out the order of deportation. What suppose, how many, what's the, do you suppose the percentage of people who were deported when the judge said they're a danger to be in the country and they need to be removed from the country. Well, let's just hear it from him, his, his mouth. It, it's, uh, there seems to be significantly less willingness under this administration to use the administrative and expedited removal procedures, wherein if people have been removed from the United States after committing a crime and find themselves back yeah. here, they can actually be removed without a hearing. Yeah. I also found that when I was an immigration judge, I yeah. later tried to determine how many of the people that I had ordered removed, that their removal had actually been effect- Probably like 50%, right? actuated from the United States, which was something that was fairly easy to Maybe do. Maybe 80% probably get them uh, deported. Uh, do under prior administrations, yeah. but is, I could not substantiate yeah. that a single individual that I had entered an order of removal against had actually actually been removed by this administration. Uh, did he just say that nobody was removed when he ordered them removed? I, I think he, hold on, yeah, I think he just said that. That's shocking. Can you give me examples of crimes where you think they've been removed under Trump but are not removed now? They ranged uh, from everything from, you know, simple shoplifting to more serious things like drug trafficking and murder. Oh. I, I can say definitively, under the Trump administration, there was an effort to prioritize the serious violent crimes uh, for removal. Sometimes it's not always possible to easily remove someone if their their country of citizenship doesn't wish to issue them a travel document. Yeah, like Venezuela, they're not, uh, they're, they're emptying out their prisons and then telling Joe Biden when they want to return some of them to Venezuela to stick it or for whatever reason doesn't wish to take them but the effort was made regardless and in most cases it was successful under this administration i don't think that the effort is even being made wow that is uh that's just amazing isn't it isn't that just amazing? Maybe this is why uh, Mitch McConnell is saying they're going to go ahead with the impeachment proceeding of Alejandro Mayorkas, and then he's going to step down in November to cover his butt. I don't know. We've really reached critical mass on this, and everybody's being infa- uh, you know affected by it. I don't think it's about votes. You know, certainly I don't think it's about votes. It's about Cloward pivot. It's about overwhelming the country. It's about destroying the country. And then people are coming to the cold, hard reality about that. That's what I think. That's what I think. Oh, listen to this. Uh, the open border in California, that's where everybody's going now. That's where all the Chinese illegals are coming across. There's a second recall attempt being launched against Gavin Newsom. The last one failed because California is so corrupt with ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots and ballot drop-off boxes and all that because he's doing a terrible job. More than 30% of the people who signed the petition to recall Newsom were independents and Democrats, but he allegedly won the recall in a landslide. Sure he did. 
Even more ridiculous, Gavin Newsom won conservative Orange County on the recall. Here's what's happened to California since he uh, took charge. He's a slick-haired sleazebag. Should be a slip-and-fall lawyer with a uh, an advertisement uh, overnight on a small, some small cable station. $73 billion budget deficit that's growing. Could be $100 billion here real soon. Granted, 700,000 illegal immigrants, free health care, at a cost to taxpayers of $3 billion. Yeah, people want to keep them in office. No, they don't. Kept schools closed longer during COVID than any other uh, state, allowing California students' lives to be destroyed. Closed prisons in order to release of thousands of dangerous criminals into the streets. Weakened public safety laws created an epidemic of smash-and-grab crimes with violent assaults forced Californians to suffer under the highest taxes in the nation and the highest home prices outside Hawaii. Spent billions on government homeless programs that have failed repeatedly. He shouldn't be the governor. I mean, California. I Even I don't think Californians are that stupid. And I'm talking about liberals, not you guys who listen to our glorious affiliate KSCO out there. Mayor London Breed is slammed for mourning the loss of the city's flagship Macy's store, where she shopped with her family at Christmas. She didn't mention that her policies have caused all this. Yeah, she's being slammed. She said, uh, you know, as someone who grew up in San Francisco, Macy's, Macy's has always been, meant a lot to the people of the city. And this is where families come to shop for the holidays. But her policies are the reason why. And she will not be long uh, for the mayor's office in San Francisco. Let's sing along, shall we? A little song about London Breed from Jim Gossett. London Breed is falling down, falling down, falling down. Bye. The mayor's numbers are way down. The shady lady, Macy stores are shutting down, shutting down, shutting down. Frisco is a hellhole town. <laughs> Don't mean maybe. Yeah, pretty much. Lawlessness and drugs abound, drugs abound, drugs abound. Businesses cannot be found. They're leaving. The city. Woo! London Breed helped cause this mess, cause this mess, cause this mess. Won't address the homelessness. She's ruined Frisco. All right, so coming up, Harvard is in big trouble. We'll have details on that. This is the Rob Carson Show. Your 100% safe and effective vaccine against the stupid is the Rob Carson Show. Peter Schweitzer at the bottom of the hour. This is going to be epic. Don't go anywhere. All right. Harvard is considering the sick go. Oh, listen to that Metallica. Crank that up. Andrew Sandman. Come on. Woo! It's workout day today. So Harvard is considering the sale of uh, $1.65 uh, $1. billion in uh, debt just two months after the ouster of Claudine Gay. Oh, that's just too bad. It's so sad for you. I'm on you, poor little Harvard. Harvard University considering $1.65 billion worth of bond sale because they in trouble. The move was spotted by billionaire Bill Ackman, who predicted the college would have to slash spending after its richest benefactors axed, not the question, axed more than $1 billion in donations. At a minimum, alumni will want to know who the next president is and the status of DEI and anti-Semitism on campus before resuming donations. On Tuesday, the college registered its plans to sell $750 million of taxable fixed-rate bonds uh, on March the 4th, blah, 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 blah. 
Ackman, who is himself Jewish, has donated tens of millions of dollars to the college that taught him in the 1980s, but called on his fellow billionaires to turn off the taps. See, this is the thing. They made a big mistake. They decided they'd be all anti-Semitic, and they put uh, a DEI candidate in there, and then they forgot. Oh, yeah, Jewish people are pretty successful with the whole money thing. Uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe some of those cliches are real about Jewish people and success and money. I don't know. <laughs> and I know my Jewish brothers and sisters are like, I know, right? Those people are so stupid. <laughs> What was the name of that law firm? Uh, Goldman, uh, Feldman, and what? <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, President Gay's failures have led to billions of dollars of canceled, paused, and withdrawn donations to the university. Yeah. I am personally aware of more than a billion dollars of terminated donations from a small group of Harvard's most generous Jewish and non-Jewish alumni. So I think that's just really important. Yeah, let's be anti-Semitic when we need all that Jewish money. That's genius. That is just genius on their part. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, and then there's this. I don't know if you know about this. Vice. You know, they're a, a liberal website. And they're, you know, bat guano crazy. And like so many leftist uh, websites, publications and whatnot, they're failing. While Newsmax has gone through the ceiling, by the way. And my show on the weekends, Rob Carson's What in the World, January 23 to 24, went up in overall audience 81%. 81%. There have been times I've had 600,000 people just watching my little show on a Saturday night. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but on a Saturday night on Newsmax, that is in, like, what, 25% fewer homes than CNN and not in airports everywhere? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's working. So uh, uh, Vice's uh, an un unanticipated announcement uh, laying off hundreds of staffers. Uh, and for its part, BuzzFeed closed its news department and had several trenches of layoffs over the past year. The outlet uh, announced an additional 16% cut to the workforce. You know why? It's because they lie to you. They lie to you. The Vice had headlines like this. Six reasons you should stop referring to women as females right now. <laughs> oh, that was on BuzzFeed, I guess. Vice's take, all, they had one that was called All Masculinity is Toxic. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, you know, that crap might fly when you're sitting with your leftist commie socialism or, or sociology professor <laughs> at Harvard, honestly. But uh, no, no, not in the real world. Not in the real world. You know, my old alma mater, Northwest Missouri State, that I don't talk about anymore because I'm embarrassed by them. Uh, the communications department, which even though I'm the arguably the most successful broadcast alumni in the last 30 years, they've never invited me to come back and speak. And they use uh, 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 pronouns on all the professors, uh, all the professors' uh, uh, web pages, you know. And, and what I say to that is, if, if you send a resume to me and you have your uh, preferred pronouns at the top of the page, your resume goes just like this, right in the garbage. Peter Schweitzer is next. Don't go anywhere. waiting on a call from Peter Schweitzer. And uh, so we just, uh, obviously, here we go, you know, if I were uh, 
nothing other than a broadcast professional with copious experience, I would have nothing to call uh, talk about. But I do have plenty to talk about until Peter Schweitzer calls. He does have a new book. It's called uh, Blood Money, Why the uh, Powerful Turn a Blind Eye While China Kills Americans. And, uh, you know, um, duh. You know, I, I've said that Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. There's a point after a while that you have to realize that your common sense is there for a reason. I think it was Tucker Carlson said that your intuition is there for a reason. Maybe it was originally, uh, you know, if you believe in uh, evolution, uh, a way to keep you from getting eaten by something. <laughs> but, but your intuition is there. Your gut feeling is there. And you know your guts are twisted into knots right now. You know, you know when the... Government of the United States of America is allowing a wholesale invasion of the country, and we've never experienced this before. And then they lie about it. And then you see that it is very, very obvious that there are military-age males coming across our southern border, and everybody is screaming about it. And the federal government, like Corinne Jean-Pierre, who will go down to hi- go go down in history as <clears throat> Baghdad Bob Tokyo Rose, uh, as a propagandist. She will be remembered forever as a propagandist. She'll probably land some sort of gig with uh, network television or whatever, you know, when she leaves, because that's generally what happens. There's a pipeline to, uh, you know, well, the networks. But that's the way it is. But, but you know and you feel it, and maybe that's why Mitch McConnell is resigning in November. He's stepping down. He's going to remain a uh, senator, but he's stepping down. Maybe that's why Ronna McDaniel is, you know, whatever. That's why Mitch McConnell is saying, okay, you know, we're going to try and get this trial for Alejandro Mayorkas to actually happen this impeachment trial to happen. So uh, we're waiting on Peter Schweizer to call. Uh, if there's a cancellation or whatever, we'll rebook it. But whatever, I'm, you know, I'm not going to bother to fill any more time this way. Let's just move on to some other, some other stuff. Some other stuff. Um, I don't want to be heavy on the, uh, you know, what the government, how the government has screwed us over lately. <laughs> so so let's, uh, let's mention a couple other things. Uh, the Georgia House has a new bill called 1364. Makes property owners, listen to this, because, you know, there's so many people to try to sue gun manufacturers when, uh, when some, uh, you know, insane uh, uh, kid on, on uh, uh, puberty blockers, uh, you know, goes out and kills a bunch of people. They want to blame the, the, the arms manufacturer, kind of like, I guess, you know, suing Ford when somebody gets in a DUI crash. Doesn't make, it's just stupid. And it's a, it's a way for the government to go after the Second Amendment because they don't want you to have weapons to defend yourself against them. <clears throat> Georgia House 16, th- Bill 1364 makes property owners liable if a legal concealed carrier is harmed while being barred for bringing their gun onto the owner's property. Now, I made this observation long time ago. When you see a gun-free zone, what that is is that is, uh, you know, uh, uh, an attempt to um, basically say, we're, we're superior to you. We don't have guns. We don't have guns. We don't allow guns here. But what does that sign really say? It says, um, we can't defend ourselves because we have no guns. And if you have a gun, you can have free reign in here. You can murder. You can rob. You can do anything you want. That's what it says. That's what it says. Are you kidding me? 
Do you know why there are no liquor stores that say gun-free zone? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I live in Johnson County, Kansas, which is on the Kansas side of Kansas City. You don't see gun-free zone. You'll see it at schools, which is stupid. I mean, really stupid, right? Yeah, but they got these little, uh, you know, uh, alcoves, or, you know, you walk in, and then you got a beep, 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 and you show your ID, and then you go into the alcove, and then they beep, 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 beep you again, and if you've got a gun. Well, at my daughter's high school when she was a junior, a kid got in with a gun. Fortunately, the resource officer, who's a police officer, shot him, took him down. The resource officer was also shot. My daughter hid in the bathroom. She was going to the bathroom when she heard gunfire ring out. Yeah, that was uh, whew, that was something else. I, if you haven't heard that story, that happened a couple years ago. It was, it was. And then my my son, my son, he was down at the Chiefs, uh, you know, big victory celebration uh, a couple weeks ago. Gunfire rang out. He was right there. Well, maybe you need to ban guns. No, no, not at all. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Because the uh, the person who brought the gun into the school was taken down by a good guy with a gun, and the and the the thugs who uh, were in a, involved in some sort of gang activity at the Chiefs Parade, they were taken down by some ballsy individuals who said, I'm going to save these people even though I don't have a gun. And they did. Yeah. So there's that. HB 1364 says, Any lawful weapons carrier who is prohibited from carrying who is injured shall have cause of action against the person, business, or other entity that owns or legally controls the property. Huh. That's kind of an interesting twist, isn't it? So if you make me disarm, even though I have a weapon that, and I'm a responsible owner and I have a concealed carry permit and you ask me to disarm, you know, like in the movie um, uh, Tombstone, you know, when you walk into the bar, you're going to have to leave your gun right here at the counter, boys, you know. Well, fortunately, I got one in my boot. Any public notice posted on a property that includes language which provides that weapons are prohibited on such property shall also contain language citing this code section and providing blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there you go. So that's a good idea. I won't read the rest of that. It's a little bit verbose. It's a little bit verbose. Oh, and this is kind of fun. Um, a Long Island politician is, uh, is banning transgender athletes from competing against girls. I think that's a good idea, don't you? Yeah, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Um, Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman announced a uh, ban on transgender athletes from competing with girls' sports at county-run facilities. Oh, my God, this is Long Island. This is Long Island. Oh, my God, can you believe it? Normally, Long Island, not so much common sense, but they're doing it this time. Oh, my goodness. Long Island's Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman announced the first-of-its-kind ban on transgender athletes from competing in girls' sports. Why is it that... uh, that uh, girls aren't competing with uh, and pretending they're men to do weightlifting. Why are there no transgendered uh, men in in the NBA or the uh, NFL or uh, uh, Major League Baseball or hockey or... Wow, wow. This is, uh, this is the, uh, the executive. This is uh, NASA County Executive Bruce Blakeman last night on Newsmax. Well, for decades, women have been fighting for fairness in sports. And just when we get to a point where they're getting that type of fairness, uh, we have biological males who are bullying their way 
onto because uh, shame was murdered in this country. Yeah, it, shame. Yeah, and that's why these idiots do this because they can't compete with men, so they can be with girls. You know. Yeah, it, it, that's how sickening this is. Leagues and teams that are advertised or identified for girls or for women, and and I find that to be objectionable. Uh, these young people. Oh no, it's beyond objectionable. It is. It is uh, psychosexual assault. That's what it is. When when you allow a man to go into a women's locker room and change, that's psychosexual assault. Uh, these women competitors, they train very hard, and they spend a lot of hours trying to excel at their sport, and to just have a biological male who identifies themselves as transgender inject themselves into that league, into that team, doesn't make any sense. No. And it's unfair to the women and the girls who compete. And uh, there are other outlets. We're not anti-transgender. No. We welcome everybody into our county from every race, every religion, every ethnic group, and every lifestyle. But if you want to identify yourself as a girls' league or a girls' team, then biological males should compete either on male teams or they should compete on co-ed teams and we welcome them to do so now normally they say you know if your testosterone is down then you can compete with a woman right and they'll test your testosterone so uh <clears throat> i'm being honest here i had my testosterone tested uh, a while back and i did testosterone for a little while i may do it again i don't know right now i don't feel like i need it um but my testosterone should be 800 it was 200 it was 200 so I went on testosterone for a while, you know, and, you know they ought to sell it at a, a tent company because, you know, honestly, woo, I tell you what, it should sell it at Bass Pro. Want to go camping? Uh, but, you know, so I, I did it for a while. And, uh, and even with my, my depressed testosterone at 200, uh, I can, uh, and I'm not meaning to brag, but well, why the hell not? I'm a 58-year-old man, and when I do dumbbell curls for my arms, I go up to 50 pounds each. Okay, and, and, and that's more than most of the guys at the gym I go to, right? So I start with 30s each arm, go all the way up to 50s. And I want to find a single woman who can do that. Um, there might be uh, one or two out there. <clears throat> I mean, not transgendered women, but, you know, I want to do a video on that. I want to see. Because, uh, you know, honestly, duh. <laughs> you know, this is why Caitlyn Jenner says, yeah, I can still drive a... I can still drive a golf ball 300 yards. You know, yeah. Yeah. Vermont high school girls basketball coach who forfeited a game when he discovered that a male playing as a girl was on the opposing team. And by the way, that individual injured three or four girls on the team, causing a, uh, a forfeit of the game. That coach has been removed. Did you know that? He was a coach for a February 21st game against Long Trail High School in Division Four playoff when the coach decided not to play because the male playing for Long Trail jeopardized the fairness of the game and the safety of our players. Well, the Vermont Principals Association bad, banned his school from all athletic events after they forfeited, even though the players were injured. That's psychosexual abuse. And here is that coach. You know, in the middle of the season last year, we were informed by uh, other coaches and other players in the league that there was a, a male athlete playing for another team in our division. Now, they, this other team was not on our schedule during the year. 
but we did see that there was a possibility that we might end up playing them in the playoffs and being seated against them. And as the season did come to an end, that is uh, that was the, the scenario that worked itself out. So after discussions with the administration and our players and parents, we decided that instead of going against our religious beliefs that, you know, that there are differences between male and female. No, really? We are created differently. We decided to forfeit that game and uh, withdraw from the tournament. And at that point, the state of Vermont governing body kicked us out of all athletic competitions in the I gotta state. Tell you, th- th- and this is going to have to rain down for years on these idiots who've done this to our kids. I mean, this, they need to be drummed out of athletics, out of academia, out of, out of uh, <clears throat> those people who, uh, who participated in this transgender nonsense with puberty blockers and whatnot. They need to be taken out of medicine because this is unbelievable. And you know who said it's unbelievable? Peter Schweizer, who apparently had to cancel today. Here, here's Peter Schweizer saying, why all this transgender nonsense? What I discovered is two of the largest funders of the trans movement in the United States yeah? are actually China-based billionaires. What? Um, they give money to radical causes, huh. and it's one of the reasons that we see this upswing in the trans cause over the last few years. They are funded to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. Yep. One of them is a guy named Roy Singham, an American who sold his business to an investment fund partly owned by the Chinese. He now lives in China. He's put $160 million into radical causes in the United States. The other one is Joe Tsai, the co-founder of Alibaba. He's a big funder of the trans movement in the United States. And here's the important thing, Mark. These gentlemen are not advocating for those same positions in China. They're only doing it in the United States. So this is an effort, all of it is an effort to uh, sow chaos, create turmoil, and to pit American against American. Uh, Sadly, it's working. Yeah, yeah. Not for long, though. Here's Jim Gossett. She can bench press her weight. She can be your gym spotter. She can shower with guys or perhaps with your daughter. Just throw a ball right into the midsection. She can swim faster than all the fish in the sea. Oops, that wouldn't have hurt a girl. She was born as a boy, but she's not quite a woman to me. Little elbow to the nothing, nothing. Her claims to be female, nobody's believing. Her name is Megan, but she was born Stephen. <laughs> She can chug 30 beers and she stands when she pees. In her heels, six feet five, but she's not quite a woman to me. Now let's ban the girls from playing, that makes sense. To buy her story, you'd have to indulge. And overlook that obvious bulge. Hello! She's as much female as Miss Mulvaney. Call me a skeptic, she's not quite a woman to me. All right, we uh, have word from Peter Schweizer. There is a difficulty with not able to make the show today. We are rescheduling. I'll just put these questions over here. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. My favorite song ever. Show me how to live. Audio slave. I have an autographed picture of Chris Cornell in my studio. He's the uh, lead singer. He's no longer with us. Tom Morello, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, playing lead there. Generation X, thank you very much. 
Um, you know, I was I was watching the uh, just you know surfing the web and doing a, a copious amount of uh, uh, show prep as I did last night. I was I remembered when my son was an infant and he was a little boy in school and and he had uh, all of these friends that were different cultures and we lived in Maryland and he literally ten percent of his elementary school was black or was was uh, white. And uh, and and all of a sudden he got a, you know this this CRT crap started coming around and I'm like why why is my son being called a racist and see I grew up watching Sanford and Son and Good Times and All in the Family what's happening the Jefferson Soul Train Fat Albert Sesame Street all of that and I and I was like I didn't think twice about racism but they ushered in this new era to divide us and I saw this wonderful piece by Ralphie May Ralphie May is a comedian. And I mentioned earlier, I was raised poor, and I didn't realize I was poor until like a couple years ago when I grew up. And, and, uh, and, and he put things into perspective about, um, about our brotherhood and sisterhood in this country, regardless of race. Uh, and he talked about poor people, and I've been saying for a while that poor black people and poor white people are so alike, you have no idea. So alike, you have no idea. And here's what he said. It's a hologram. Racism in this country is a hologram. It's a tool used by the powers that be to keep us, the populace, looking at each other. Yes. Instead of looking up and seeing what they're doing. Yes. All right? And they use it, you know? White people are like, oh, don't don't go over there. Those black people, they're stealing white babies. Oh, Lord, <laughs> Jesus, just stay away from them black people. Those black people are going to get you. All right? And black folks, y'all were the same thing. Those cracker-ass white people, <laughs> they're putting stuff in chicken make your junk fall off. No. <laughs> The truth of the matter is, yes. it's rich and poor. Uh, like where I grew up in Arkansas, there was no black or white. We're all broke, okay? Yes. What's your color? Poor, yes. okay? <laughs> you know, and that's the truth of the matter, you know? When you eat your cereal out of a Cool Whip bowl stained with chili or spaghetti sauce. Yes. Does it really matter if you're black or you're white? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's true. And I remember when I was a kid, I remember these uh, Tupperware bowls my mom had, and they were these uh, these bowls, and literally they were orange around the edge of the top because we put ravioli, Chef Boyardee ravioli in it to microwave it. If you know it was a really good week, and we actually could afford it, and then you you know wash it, and then tomorrow you'd eat cereal out of it, and it was orange. <laughs> and, and I still, by the way, use uh, Tupperware. I, I, my wife hates this. Yogurt containers, uh, dip containers. Uh, sour cream containers, that's Tupperware to me. It still is. She still tells me, honey, put them in a recycle. Throw them away. I'm like, no way. That's Tupperware. <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd wrap things up with that. It's just, uh, it's good. We're going to come together. We are coming together in this country. We realize what's important. That that's a country and each other. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. We are rescheduling Peter Schweitzer. There was a double booking issue. Ain't no thing. Have a glorious day. I will see you again tomorrow. Uh, God bless you, America, Israel. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid and catch the podcast later. See ya. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can help by clicking the sponsor links in the show notes and take advantage of some great discounts available only to our listeners.